Welcome to You Need a Coach, Bitch. I'm your host, Chris Hale. I'm a certified life coach and coach instructor. I'm also a master dance educator and self-proclaimed Zenial Pop Diva. Every week, I bring you a conversation to help you harness your inner authority by popping the patriarchy and crafting the life of your dreams. Are you ready to unleash your inner creator? Let's go. What's up, besties? Can you even that it's August? Like, what the fuck? I was lying awake in bed at 4 a.m., as one does, and I was starting to get a little freaked out about the end of summer, and I realized this is just old conditioning that sort of makes these times significant. And for me, not much is actually going to change in regard to what my life looks like come September. There will just be fewer days spent by the pool, (laughs) Um, but not even in September because we usually don't even close our pool until October because it's still so warm here. Hashtag climate change. Um, So like, what is it? Right. It's it's the conditioned thoughts that like everything is going to change somehow after Labor Day, back to school, back to life, back to reality. Really, we've been so conditioned to believe that like summer is this magical time. Um. And then, like, I think a lot of us hold on to that. Like, summer should feel like a break, and summer should feel, you know, like there's less stress and less pressure. But for a lot of people, their life gets busier. Like, I think about people with kids who, like, now they have their kids all day, and they are, like, looking for things to do with them. So, I don't know. All of these, like, paradigms and ideas and concepts, I think, deserve a little bit of um, shifting. Like, we don't have to keep them. Um if we don't want to, especially if they're not working for us. And me thinking about like the doom and gloom of the end of summer is not useful. Now, some things may change for you. Like if you're someone who like is actively performing, like maybe there are certain seasons and maybe the summer has been a down season for you. Um, but there's things like summer stocks and like summer stages and things like that. So I know for me, when I was teaching a lot, like my summer, my summer teaching schedule was actually could sometimes be quite filled and it would be filled with travel, which is way different than my normal routine. But, you know, there's audition season, there's pilot season, there's like the Christmas shows and nutcrackers. So there, there is definitely like um, differences in the circumstances, but we don't have to mark this like end of summer as something bad. And for if you're like me, and you're a solopreneur, and you make your own schedule, and you set your own goals and expectations, nothing needs to change unless you want it to change, right? So like, you know, if you have kids, and they're going back to school, maybe they're already back in school. um, You may have already started telling yourself like all the amazing things that you like need to get done now that you have more time on your hand. And this can be true if you want it to, but really ask yourself, like, how do you want to spend your time and what do you want to get accomplished? Because you don't have to make it mean that all of a sudden your productivity has to skyrocket just because you have more free time. Because what you might find out is that, like, you can continue to work exactly the way that you've been working all summer and that you're still going to be on track to create the things that you want to create in your life if that's what you want to believe. 
Anyway, that was just a little tangent because I was thinking <laughs> I was having feels about summer and I wanted to share those. Um, what we're actually talking today, <laughs> um, and who knows, it could come full circle, like sometimes thing does, sometimes things do. Um, the topic today is a concept that came out of a session with my own coach a few months back. And I have coined this, I have I have coined what what I'm talking about today as outcome entitlement. And this is where you embark on a task and you believe that just by virtue of doing said task, you are entitled to your desired outcome. And this came up when I was being coached actually on getting this podcast off the ground. I was super excited about finally having a name and I'd figured out a lot of the backend stuff on the new hosting site I, that I'm using. And it was time for me to start recording. And I got everything set up in my new office that I had just like fully decorated. And I went to test my audio and there was like this slight buzzing in the background. And I didn't know where it was coming from. And so I looked up all the things, like all of the things I needed to do to get rid of it. I tried everything that I could. I got new mic cords. I had like a speaker in the room that like I like I moved out of the room because that that um, was making some sort of a noise that was being picked up. Um, like I played with the settings in GarageBand, like you name it. Like I did everything I could to try to get rid of this noise. And it would not go away. Now, here's the thing. I was determined not to let this get in the way of me getting my first episode out. So what I actually did was set myself up in my old office. And for whatever reason, the sound does not exist there. And I just moved ahead. But like for me, there was definitely some unfinished business there because I couldn't let it go. And when I was being coached on it, what came up is that I truly believed that because I did all the quote unquote right things, that I was entitled to being able to record in my newly designed office free as free from the buzzing noise. And I think this is something that a lot of perfectionists deal with, right? We're always working to get it right. But why? Why do we have to get it right all the time? Well, for me, the truth is if I had to accept that I didn't get the outcome I wanted, then I would have to feel that sting of failure. I'd done all the things and I still failed to solve the problem. And this was very hard for my perfectionist self because doing all the things is supposed to protect me from ever having to feel negative emotion, <laughs> right? I'm going to do all the things. I'm going to do them perfectly. I'm going to get all the results that I want, and I will always feel amazing and never have to feel bad about myself. What I realized is that for me, outcome entitlement is sort of a form of indulging. Now, there's this concept that I teach my clients um, called indulgent emotions, and these are a set of emotions that we are comfortable with that don't necessarily feel good, but we believe that they're like way better. This isn't conscious. We don't consciously believe this. It's something that like is an unconscious thing, but we believe that like 
These are better than some of the other possible negative emotions. And some examples of these are like um, confusion, worry is another one. Like worry serves no real purpose. But, you know, it's a lot easier to stay in worry than it is maybe to like move forward and do things and have to feel some other negative emotion that we might not even know what that emotion is going to be. So for me, like if I can't figure out the buzzing, I'm going to have to admit that I failed. And if I failed, I'm going to start telling myself like shitty things. Like my brain is going to be like, I don't deserve to have a podcast. I'm not smart enough to do this on my own. Really what I'm going to feel is disappointment. And I would really rather not feel disappointment. (laughs) So what I end up opting for is kind of like a mild frustration. And that for me was kind of like in that moment, that was sort of in in the indulgent emotion. Like I was just like frustrated that I couldn't like figure this out. And I like continued to obsess over the noise to try to just avoid this disappointment. And now for some of you, if you're like a few of the clients I have that accept negative emotions as part of being human, and you are all in on the human experience, you may be having an aha moment right now. You might be like, you mean to tell me, Chris, that all I have to do is be willing to feel disappointed and I can just like maybe skip frustration and move on with my life? And I'm here to tell you that yes, yes, you can, right? Or whatever else, you know, it is that like you're trying to avoid feeling, right? So if worry is the indulgent emotion and really like that's just keeping you from maybe feeling the fear of taking action on something that like you're not sure about like how it's going to work out well you can just like stop indulging in worry you can stop doing the well what if this happens and what if that happens what if this happens you can just do the damn thing and see what happens and just feel whatever there is to feel on the other side yes absolutely you can totally do that So that alone might have just shifted something for you. But if you're anything like me and you're not even willing to like feel frustrated, which like frustrated was sort of my indulgent emotion, because for me, like, even though I know better, even though I've spent thousands of dollars on therapy and coaching and I am a coach, like... Which means, of course, like, I have all the answers. I should be able to just, like, feel frustration or feel disappointment, right? My brain, some for some reason, thinks that I should, I should be above negative emotion somehow. Like, I should not ever have to feel bad. <laughs> uh, which is, like, so amazing. So what my brain has created is this workaround with frustration, So we're like two layers deep here, right? It's like I'm avoiding disappointment. So I'm like staying in frustration. But then I don't even really want to be with frustration. So I'm going to this whole other layer of indulgence, right? I have a thought about frustration that it's not useful, that it's not going to get me anywhere. So it's not worth paying attention to. So what I actually do while I'm operating from this outcome entitlement is I keep myself busy. I continue to troubleshoot, even though I had a solution. I was just doing it in another room. 
It was working. It was fine. But that would mean that I would have to like accept defeat. And I would probably stop off at frustration first. And then eventually maybe have to get to disappointment. But who knows? Because what I was actually doing was just ignoring my feelings entirely by staying in motion. And to the outside eye, this looks like maybe that I'm being persistent. But I'm actually wasting a lot of time doing unnecessary things just so that I don't have to feel the negativity about the situation. Right. What I actually end up indulging in is a sense of false control or like performative productivity. It seems like very useful to continue to spend time trying to eradicate this buzz. But in actuality, I'd already figured out that I could just do it in a different room. I, if I chose to, I could just move on with things. If I had just stopped for a second, to feel the frustration of the fact that like it wasn't working out the way I wanted it to and maybe just ask myself what it was about and got quiet, I would have seen that really I was upset because I was disappointed that despite all my effort, things were not going the way I had envisioned they would. And it's very important to be able to do this because if I refuse to do this, I'm not teaching myself how to handle failure. And we are going to fail sometimes, right? Especially like when we're, if you're, you know, an entrepreneur, if you're doing something, anything new though, right? It doesn't matter whether you're an entrepreneur or not. Like say you want to, maybe you're an artist and you want to start exploring like different mediums. Like you're not going to be great at it at the beginning, you know? Like, you're a painter, but you want to get into pottery. Like, there's going to be a learning curve. You're going to fail. You're going to, like, fuck up some mugs. (laughs) You know what I mean? And so we really do need to be able to be with the emotion. We're not always going to get the outcome we want. And, like, we need to know when it's time to let that shit go and move on. Like, for real, real. Because, you know... Because we're not necessarily entitled to getting it perfect the first time or even the fifth time or the 10th time or the 500th time. Now, there are times when it can be beneficial to keep pushing. Yeah, for sure, right? And these are the times when our brain wants to decide to give up before we've even started, (laughs) right? When we decide to fail ahead of time instead of trying and failing for real, So we make up excuses and we're like, well, that's not going to work anyway, so I'm not even going to do it. Well, no, you're not trying. So yeah, this might be a a space to really like sit with yourself and be like, okay, I see what I'm doing here. I'm trying to avoid negative emotion by not even showing up. But if you've like done all the things and that's not where you're at, there is a space. This is the space to be like, okay, I've done all the things. I have a solution. Move on. The other interesting thing that is happening here is that I was wasting a lot of time arguing with reality. So, like, I was not guaranteed a noiseless space in my home, right? And when I I was expecting that I should have that because I'd worked hard to figure it out, I'm not accepting what is. 
And like, again, not in a productive way because I'd already done all the troubleshooting, right? I'd done everything I could think of. And with the exception of like bringing in a professional, like to, uh, to troubleshoot with me, like, which I was not going to do. Um, I'd done everything I could, but I did end up spending a lot of time thinking about how I'd recorded my last podcast in that same room with no noise. And so I was like, well, there's no difference. There shouldn't be a difference. There shouldn't be a noise. This is me wasting time arguing with the fact that there is a noise. There is one. So while I'm spending time arguing with this, I'm not spending time on other things that are way more useful. Because for at least for that moment, like I'd found that solution, right? So this is how it all ends up being this indulgent thing, right? It's not necessarily the the things that I'm doing. It's the why behind it. The why is to avoid negative emotion, right? I'm trying to avoid disappointment. And this is why it is not a useful or productive uh, use of my time to continue to be in this outcome entitlement because it's not moving me forward. And I can't not mention the other thing that I had been unwilling to try in my resistance to the situation. This was actually like trying software that was embedded into the hosting site that helped with mastering of the audio. Because as far as I was concerned, I shouldn't need to use it because there should not be the noise, right? It's nonsensical. Had I just tried it out, I would have seen that it does an amazing job of taking out these background and ambient noises. But this is what happens when we believe we're entitled to have things go our way in exactly the way we've imagined them. We're unwilling to see any other options. So think about this the next time that you're working on something that isn't quite going your way. You may just like be beating your head against a wall for no reason other than you believe that by virtue of doing like the work that you're somehow guaranteed the exact result you want in the exact way you want it because you're trying to find this like off ramp to the human experience where you shouldn't have to feel any negative emotion. And again, I'm going to say that like in the pursuit of any goal, especially when you're doing new things, we want to expect that a negative emotion is going to come up. And we want to be on the lookout for any of these tricky ways that our brain is trying to bypass that. All right, friends, have an amazing weekend. If you are loving the podcast, it's time to put a ring on it. It would mean the world to me if you would do one or all of these things. First off, Subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts or all the places podcasts are available if you want to be extra. While you're there, giving a five-star rating and leaving a review would be epic. And lastly, spreading the love by sharing your favorite episode would be beyond. Thanks, love. We'll talk soon.